the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. So happy to be with you on a Thursday because this is the beginning of many Thursdays or Fridays, you know, depending on when you listen to this, that we are going to spend together laying down these locks for the uninitiated, for the new listeners that we present our picks, you know, sort of toss around the, uh, the talking stick. Everyone might say, here, this is what I feel good about. Then if it's on my card or on your card, we jump in, lock agreement, uh, UNITY, lock fights. You'll, you'll pick up on it. It's not too hard. Um, very excited. How's, how's everyone's card looking? Is, we've, we've spent a lot of time going through the Power 5 conferences. We spent a little bit of time on the Group of 5 conferences. I will admit, I found myself very uh, actually Big 10 and SEC biased. Maybe that's recency bias, but... Is everybody looking at what, like seven, eight, nine, kind of around uh, their picks? I have nine that I'm definitely going to have on there. I might squeeze 10 or 11, depending on how we're feeling here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a little bit more than that, but I'm not going to throw them all out for, for locks. I'm probably going to try to hone in on my favorites. Are you going to wait? I think I have 27 that I've bet in real life. <laughs> <laughs> And does that include times when you have, and God, but I love having you here. I really do. Cause you've opened my eyes to so much. Like you used the phrase unload some risk, which I a hundred percent like think I understand from the financial side of this oh, for South Carolina. Yeah. 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 So like in the 27, does that include some risk management where you're playing both sides uh, at different books? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, by the way, that, the backup quarterback for South Carolina, the the GA, they moved back to the QB role that we discussed in the the Camp Buzz Pod. Zeb Nolan, uh, yeah, he actually did play for North, for North Dakota State in the spring, and he was terrible. He got beat out by Trey Lance's backup, and like the North Dakota State message boards were like, "This kid sucks." So I hope he doesn't suck for South Carolina. But uh, and at the St. Francis transfer they took Brown, uh, if he doesn't, if he can't play, I'm I'm feeling pretty bad about that. That over three and a half. All right, well. Gentlemen, for the first time of the 2021 season, are y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do it. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33.91. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. So to remind folks of what happened at the end of last year, Discipline Danny got undisciplined. Had a lead going into championship weekend and ended up in a tie 
but losing by like 0.3 units to Barton. But you had the most amount of locks wins during last regular season, and with no Barton here, you, sir, Mr. Cannell, have the honors on the tee box. Where would you like to get us started? I will start off. I'll go. So I had problems finding numbers. You just have to confirm these, and I'm interested to see what you guys want to do with some of these because then you can shop around and find them. I have the Miami Hurricanes at nine and a half. Is that what uh, Caesars has it at, or do they have it at nine? I think Danny, we're playing give, give best. Second. I think we're playing best books for. Okay, locks. so we can shop. So I can get nine and a half. If mm-hmm. so, so if it's available when we record, if it's available like right now when we record, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got nine books pulled up, so let, let's uh, let, let's let's find Danny a nine and a half. It's definitely out there. I have. Two that are out there that I see. So I'm going to take the under on the Miami Hurricanes. I think of these teams in the ACC, I think it's very close between North Carolina and Miami. The Miami-North Carolina game is in Chapel Hill. The Alabama game is a loss. I think we can all agree on that. And then where does that leave another loss in there for the Miami Hurricanes? I think there's multiple spots where they could slip up but this is also about Derek King, who we're expecting to be back to the Derek King we saw last year. And I actually was talking about him this morning. I had a former head coach texting me being like, are, are they like really just thinking it's just going to be no big deal, like unlimited running full go for Derek King? So this is a little bit of a play of a concern that he's going to be back to full speed. I also look back again. So North Carolina, North Carolina rushed for over 500 yards against them. The defensive line that they had lost two of their better performers in Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche. Then you've got to go at Pitt, they have at Florida State. I think there's some tricky games in there. Michigan State at home is a game they should win and they will be favored in. But I think NC State's one of those teams in the ACC that's kind of flying under the radar. I'm just not sold yet. Manny Diaz has taken back over the defensive coordinator role, which to me says. Mm, uh, let's see how this works. A little bit more of a desperate play. I am going to take the under nine and a half for the Miami Hurricanes. So can we figure out something here? We don't track juice on this, right? No. We're just, I mean. Is there a limit though on like some, like for instance. All right. If we're not tracking juice, lock agreement. Under nine and a half is a great number. Give me that all day. It's just easier not to do the juice. We just do standard 110 for okay. locks. Got it. Because like some of these are like minus 170, minus 200 mm-hmm. type thing. All right, bud on the board. Is that is that is nine and a half one of your 27 or Miami one of your 27 yes. teams? Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, this one, actually, since I gave it out on the, uh, the G5 show, uh, it, it has gotten bet. I will take it again. Under four and a half wins for Old Dominion. I already bet this pretty hard at under three and a half. When a four and a half popped, I bet it even harder. I think this is a two-win football team. Give me under four and a half on Old Dominion. Unders, unders, unders. Uh, Tom. Oh, well, I feel like I of, of all the people to start with an over, it probably shouldn't be me, but I don't want to get too down here. I'm going to go Homer right off the bat. This is one we talked about on the Big Ten West show. This is one we had a lot of agreement on. I'm going over three and a half for Illinois because I think that this number is putting a little too much stock into what happened with that team last year. And it was a very bad season for Illinois. 
But they also went three weeks without their starting quarterback because of COVID. For a couple of those games, they were without their second-string quarterback because he had the contact tracing with the starting quarterback. So they were down to a third-string quarterback, particularly against Purdue, Matt Robinson, who got hurt. And then they were down to their fourth-string quarterback for a couple of those games, which kind of you know had a bit of an impact on what their offense was able to do. I think that there is a lot back. They've got the most super seniors returning than anybody in the country. On the offensive line, just about everybody's back except for their starting center. But I do think that there's still two, or starting right guard, but there's two, I think, NFL guys on that offensive line. I think Brandon Peters is solid. I think they have a very good stable of running backs. I think receivers, Isaiah Williams moving to receiver finally will be a huge thing for them. And I think defensively, now that defense or opposing offenses won't know what defense they're in before every single play because they're not just going to be in cover two or cover three 100% of the time. Maybe they'll be able to trick some people into some stuff. So I think defensively, they're going to be better. They're going to be more solid. I'm taking the over three and a half for Illinois. Uh, put me down for it. We've got some a lot of shifting within the the Big Ten and the Big Ten West. And as I'm moving wins and losses around, even as recently as this week, it only furthers my confidence for the pick that I had on that Big Ten West show. I'm also on Illinois over three and a half. Ditto. Oh, is that I need to say to explain why like, I, I like oh. it for all the same reasons that, that I, I said on the Big Ten show. Okay, the pressure, the pressure is on. I'm not going to give in. I'm keeping the discipline early. I hate these. I hate win totals. That's why I'm, it's easy discipline now. Okay, um, so beautiful. All right, everybody thinks Illinois is good. <laughs> uh, good for four wins. <laughs> so earlier, Danny mentioned um, the potential pitfalls on the Miami schedule. And there's a team out here who plays the three best teams in the ACC. And that's probably why their win total is set pretty low. I think it is set a win, a win and a half too low. NC State over six and a half. And I will ask the committee, is there even a six out there? Uh, uh, if we recorded yes. this back in May, did you find a six, Tom? Yeah, I saw it on a, oh, what the hell? It was it was a website that lists win totals. They had NC State at a six somewhere. I can't remember where, though. And the reason I know that is because lock agreement on <laughs> <laughs> NC State over six. Uh, yeah, this is the first win total I bet of the year. Uh, I bet it at six pretty hard. And uh, yeah. Unity. Unity. Are we doing lock unity? Oh my two. gosh. All right. Yes. Okay. It's Holy happened. Shit. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. To infinity and beyond. Let y'all know. We got to let y'all know. We got a new lock unity jingle. Nice. Got to let y'all know. Okay. So, um, NC State is is in. Uh, we've got all kinds of lock unity. All ki- we've got a lock unity. We've got multiple uh, lock agreements. Um, goodness, I'm we're ten minutes and forty seconds in, and I'm I'm ga- I'm like gasping for air. This is incredible. Uh, I'm so glad I wore a jacket today. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say Tom, take us wherever you want. Okay. Uh, for my next one, I will go with an under one. I've kind of been on for a lot of the off season. I don't even think I have to go too much into detail here. I'm going under six and a half for BYU just because I think that this is a team that lost a ton from last season, not only personnel wise, but they lost their offensive coordinator. They're, they lost the quarterback that went with what the third pick of the NFL draft or second. I can't even remember where he went, but Zach Wilson is gone. They will be playing a much more difficult schedule instead of playing independent programs, FCS programs and bottom tier group of five programs. They're playing a lot of power five and upper tier group of five programs this year. And I think that is going to have an impact on this team. I think offensively, they're just not going to be the same squad and that's going to cost them quite a few wins. So I am taking BYU under six and a half. How many? Ga- oh, what wrong green button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, way you, too much agreement. Way yeah, too much. I'm terrified now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like we we mentioned it on the Group of Five show. There's a there's a lot of teams, and uh, I, I will reiterate my point I made there. There's like a Washington State game, a Virginia game. They've got a lot of games against teams that need BYU to be a win so that they can go bowling. They are facing a lot of teams that are in the middle of their division or the middle of their conference and are going to be in a lot of coin flip games. And so I just don't think that some of those opponents are going to be sleeping on BYU because those opponents are really going to need that BYU game to be a win. That extra bit of motivation, uh, I think, leads me to uh, the lock agreement. I'm also on BYU under six and a half. All right, so uh, Danny, wherever you want to go. All right, I will go with the Michigan Wolverines. Win total I'm looking at is seven and a half. I think this is a team that people were down on after an atrocious season last year, clearly with a reworked deal, an entirely new staff, a youth movement, if you will. But you know what I liked the other day? I liked that Harbaugh came out and said, there's no quarterback controversy. Like, we're going with our guy. We're going with Cade McNamara. Made it, came out early, made the announcement. I think this team is more talented as a roster. I think maybe the team now will realize there should be more of a sense of urgency around their coach with an infusion of life. I think Harbaugh can rub you the wrong way. But maybe they've just kind of gotten lulled and gotten used to it. Maybe it kind of did rub them the wrong way last year. But I think bringing in that fresh vibe – is going to help this Michigan team. So I think they're one of the more talented teams in the Big Ten. They always have been. I think you get closer to what we saw with the three 10-win seasons with Harbaugh, and seven and a half to me is too low. So I'll take the over. It was under consideration. It is not going to be a lock. I think the fact also we've had so much lock unity is kind of making me more reluctant to take it. (laughs) Just to, to have that instance where you hear it, you like the way it sounds. You like the way that Danny presented it. And you just you want to be a part of the party. But we've had some celebration. I've got no fights. I've got no no other qualms or comments. Um, any anybody who wants, jump in and uh, and take us where you want to go. Ohio State over. I think that this team Whoa. is just so much better than most of the teams in the Big Ten that we're getting it at eleven. I just 10 and two does not feel like a record, even with the Oregon game on the schedule. 
Um, you know, I just don't think that we are going to see this Buckeyes team lose two games. And where I will mention that for Alabama, you know, if anything happens to Bryce Young or down to Bear Bryant's great-grandson, C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Jack Miller, like as Danny's daughter could go out there and just be pitching it around to Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith Jigba, Julian Fleming, uh, Abuka, little Harvin Marison. Like there's, there are so many weapons in this team. Trevion Henderson in the backfield. I just, and I will also circle Jack Sawyer as like, I've started to get these late uh, August feels that he might have a really, really good season where I might've initially been looking at Zach Harrison being that terrifying edge rusher for Ohio state. But the fact that I've got two names right there, I mean, even if you think that in the linebacker position and the secondaries, they could get picked apart. I just don't think anybody can play keep up. And when you're trying to play keep up, your pass rush can be huge. 10 and two just feels like not a possible result. So with push insurance for even that one trip up loss, I'm going to lock up Ohio state over 11. That's bold. That's a very bold, very, very bold. I don't hate it though at all. They're my national championship pick. Like we're filling out all of our expert picks right now for CBS oh, sports. Spoiler alert. Jeez. So, right. Yeah. Man. Buckeyes, Buck, I'm, I'm just, just riding this train right here. So uh, yeah, throw me down for over 11. Anybody who wants it, take us where you want to go. Auburn under seven and a half. Let's get. Uh, let me shout this out before this number's gone. Uh, and I wanted to add a book that that counts forfeits as as, ga- as as games. I explained why yesterday on the SEC pod. Tom's with me. I'm Chip. with you. So is oh. Chip. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That. I mean, Luke's- I found two of them this morning at minus dollar twenty. So uh, this is not a rogue number. Like we can. Leaking confidence in uh, the uh, the Does new that Auburn work conversely future. too. By the way, yes. So you can get a win from a forfeit. Eesh. Well, it's, it's going to throw off some books. That's going to throw off some bets. Well, yeah. how about? Uh, never mind. That's for a whole another conversation. Like, wait, <laughs> what's the quality win from the college football playoff selection committee when somebody catches a dub from a forfeit and moves from like six to four? Our Brandon Marcello uh, reported on this. The college ball playoff has not decided if mm-hmm. it will uh, honor what the conferences say about whether forfeits or losses or not. Do you know, yeah. real quick, I was fired up about this when I saw it. It doesn't matter. Ohio State had six games last year and got in. All they're going to say is, who are the four best-looking teams? They don't care. They're just going to go off what they saw on the field. So, ultimately, I think it will impact some bets here and some lock bets, but the playoff, they're still going to get to choose whoever they want. Huh, Danny, it's like you were listening to me all last year. <laughs> I uh, learned something. All right, Danny, what? Uh, take us somewhere else on your card. All right, I'm going to go there. Just on principle alone, we just did it on our SEC pod. I'm going to take Alabama under 11 and a half. 11 and a half is such a monster number. You mentioned the lack of depth at quarterback. I really hope that's not why this bet would hit. But I look at replacing all the talent, and I know it's been done before, but I think the time to fade Alabama is after they've been, you know, after they've had a national championship, after they're being told how great they are, after they're starting the season number one. Like, this is a team that thrives on being the chip on the shoulder, angry, just short of expectations, which would be 10 wins or something along those lines. I think this is the time where they take a step back and they still could win. A national championship, 
But I think that national championship would come at 11-1 or worse. So I'm going to take under 11.5 for the Crimson Tide. Can uh, can we drop some intel here on that opening game for them? Sure. Ooh, against Miami? Yeah. So uh, Bama has a couple guys who are dinged on the offensive and defensive lines uh, right now, which could test their depth. And uh, you know, I heard that on the Bama Online podcast. And on the Through the Smoke podcast, our Miami 24-7 sports pod, uh, they noted that Zion Nelson, the stud left tackle, is out for Miami. So they had to move Scape to right tackle and to move Jaron Williams, the Houston transfer from last season, over to left tackle. And noted that both backup defensive ends right now running in practice are walk-ons. So they got some serious depth issues as far as camp injuries, which to me is interesting because Miami, like if they're going to beat Alabama, the only real chance they have is to go just absolute balls to the wall, Jolie done, blitz every, you know, blitz every down, try to play a ton of possessions type thing, and you know, that's how their offense operates. And if you slow them down, they it look like crap. So the problem is if you want to play that many possessions – if you're, they, they better get those defensive ends, those backup defensive ends, back in a hurry. Otherwise, those starters are going to be gassed. What do you like of the eighteen and a half? I can't, I can't, all the under. way to eighteen and a half. I, I like the under. I just, I, just, I see. Oh, oh, you like the under? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a principal bet for you. And yeah, I mean, a first game of the season, new quarterback, offensive line's got issues, and Alabama has one of the best defenses Both? in the country. Yeah. So, uh, it's sixty-two, I think, as well. Is it? Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't have another side of that. I'm not going to be jumping on, but I, I like, I agree with the principle. Um, we've got, I feel like of all of the ones, no, the Auburn under BYU under let's, uh, let's take it to uh, a late over. I don't think that I was as passionate about this at the, during the recording of the sec East win totals. But as I went back to review some of my numbers and you know, kind of think a little bit deeper into, you know, what Dan Mullen has been able to do with a round nine. Like, aren't we just sitting right on nine? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over uh, for the Gators here. I, I think that this is going to be a, an interesting opportunity for Emory Jones to, you know, finally have some of that payoff where all the, the player development and the quarterback development that we've seen with Dan Mullen leading other quarterbacks, I mean, this – those those reps, those practice reps, that time together, like this, this really has to pay off, and uh, and I think that there's enough tools around him to be able to make it happen. So with a schedule that yes includes Alabama and LSU uh, from the West, that's very very difficult. I still think that at nine we uh, we've got a pretty good chance of of being able to push at worst. So I will lock up Florida over nine. I don't hate it. I don't know if you're going to get it, but I don't hate it. Uh, you know, we've got a whole lot of locks on the board already, and yet nobody's touched the Big 12 yet. So I'm going to break the Big 12 seal with an over. I am taking Kansas State over five and a half. As we talked about on the Big 12 show, like this is a team that lost Skylar Thompson for most of the season last year. And I think that had a huge impact on them because his replacement, Will Howard, just wasn't as good as Skylar Thompson was. So with Thompson back and with that style that they play on offense and with a defense that is never spectacular, but it's kind of solid and you know what you're going to get, it's going to be dependable. I think Kansas State is a team that is getting to a bowl game at a minimum. So when I see the total at five and a half, I feel very confident in them getting over it. So that's my pick. Agreement. (laughs) 
Just ditto across the board. Wait, across the board? We're, no. we're all doing it? No, no, oh, no. I'm, oh, I'm asking you, like, like yeah, anything I, I else to add? Tom's point about Skyler Thompson is really, really good. I was playing around with, with our, our stats portal yesterday, and uh, we were looking at basically the teams that were best on uh, on passing downs, actually throwing the football. So, like, when opponents expect you to throw, how well did you do? And go back and look at, at the big passes that Skyler Thompson hit against Oklahoma before he got hurt. Uh, he really showed something there. And granted, Oklahoma's defense was merely good, not great last year. Uh, having him back and healthy is, is a pretty damn big deal. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player that most people don't really know much about because he's at Kansas State. Do you think so people I, know about Deuce Vaughn? What was that? Do you think people know about Deuce Vaughn? I'd hope so. I think we tried to spread the gospel of Deuce Vaughn as much as possible on this show last year, but I think I think Deuce Vaughn is definitely like the player that a lot of people have seen highlights of on Twitter. Yeah, that's actually entirely correct. Sorry, Danny, didn't mean to cut you off there. I just I'm getting too tired. I'm getting tired of the agreements here. Fight. So see if I can lure Let's anyone go. in here. No, 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 not on that. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, that okay. Yeah, we're everybody chip. Do you want anything on Iowa, on Kansas State? Mm-mm. I've got okay. no big twelve picks. All right. I'm gonna go there. Our beloved Iowa State Cyclones. <laughs> Nine and a half is the total. I'm going under. Give me the under. I this team lost to Louisiana last year. All right, so that so that's that's a cheap shot. But I do think this team thrives as an underdog. We have not seen them in this position where everyone has them as a trendy pick to make the playoff. They play Iowa. It's at home, but they've lost five straight years in a row to them. Didn't play them last year. I think that's a loss. I think Oklahoma in Norman after last year splitting with them, I think that's a loss. The Texas game, I think, is a game they could lose. Oklahoma State's a game, I think they could lose. I think TCU's a game they could lose. There's too many toss-up games on here that I see that all I have to do is lose one of those. I think 9-3 and three is probably the outcome, but I do not see a 10-2 and two team. So I'm going to take the under on Iowa State, 9.5. Agreement, for sure. Lock agreement? Yeah. All right. I mean, you spent the whole summer fighting Iowa State fans, but that's that's not a huge yeah. surprise for most of the listeners of the uh, of the Cover Three podcast. I think you're going to have one of the best seasons they've ever had, and still go under this total. It's too high, too damn high. Tom, are you getting? It? I'm I'm staying away. No, uh, it was on. It was one of the late cuts, but yeah, it, it's. I I agree with the pick. We've <laughs> got. I've got that whole state coming after me, and. Uh, and I'm about to, like, we're going to do our conference previews rolling on in cbssports.com. And I got pegged to write why both Iowa and Iowa State are overrated. So I'm just Ooh. out here flaming. Speaking of Iowa under eight and a half, does anybody feel like Spencer Petrus is going to take the next step? Does anybody feel like all that great player development that we've seen uh, from Kirk Ferentz's Hawkeyes program is going to lead them to find the replacements for some of those key defensive linemen? I think Iowa will have a very, very good defense, maybe a top 10 defense nationally. But, man, this is like very, very thin margins uh, based on my expectations for where Iowa is offensively. And so, you know, that Iowa State game, Iowa could definitely win that. But 
And eight and four would be a really good season uh, when I have them pegged behind Wisconsin significantly and where I might even favor Minnesota in terms of that head-to-head just because I've got a little bit more confidence in the Gophers' offense. So I am going to be going Iowa under eight and a half. I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not locking it up, but I agree with you. Little bit overrated. Um, all right. I've got one, two, three, four, five. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven already out there. I've got five left. Okay. Danny, why don't you? Dan- I'm running low. You guys go ahead. Well, how- I'll go. Okay, go um, ahead. We, we don't have, we don't have enough extremes on this side. Like I know chip, you've got, you've got the over 11 on Ohio state, but there's some, there's some insurance there. Danny's got the under 11 and a half. I think there's, you know, that's a safer pick. I'm taking the under one and a half for Kansas. I don't think Kansas is winning two games. And it might not be South Dakota, like South Dakota state or South Dakota state could be a loss. Yeah, I, I like Lance Leipold. I think that he's a good hire for them in the long term. I think there are a lot of problems on that roster that he's not going to be able to, you know, to paint over in that very first season. I think that it is going to be a rough season for the Jayhawks. Like there's been a lot of rough seasons for the Jayhawks. So it's going to be a sweat all year because they could win that season opener. And then I have to spend the rest of the season hoping they don't win another game. Lock agreement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> won't win. A, won't win two games, and that's it. like Coastal's got a two-game winning streak. The game against Duke is on the road, um, and then South Dakota is a very good uh, FCS program. Tough, tough, tough going for the Jayhawks. It's it's not a good situation. Coming up on the other side, more of our win totals locks next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Fantasy Football Today draft prepping for charity month supporting St. Jude is underway. Throughout the month, the Fantasy Football Today crew will have various eBay auctions supporting St. Jude. Among the various items that are up for bid are preseason calls with the Cover 3 hosts. That's right. You right now can go and bid on a 10-minute private Zoom call with Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, Bud Elliott, or myself, Chip Patterson. All you need to do is go to cbsports.com slash eBay to donate and bid. Once again, that is cbsports.com slash eBay if you want to bid on a 10-minute private Zoom call with any one of our analysts, or if you want to get uh, somebody from Early Edge, somebody from Fantasy Football Today, there's a drink of beer with Heath Cummings on Zoom currently going for two hundred and fifty-five dollars. Uh, Whoa! I mean, let's I'll see. I'll drink a beer on mine. So yeah, I can it up. I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink whatever you want me to drink. No way. Oh, no, easy. <laughs> I will open and review a new bottle of bourbon with you. Uh, there you go. So. Right now, we've got preseason call with Danny Cannell, 152.50, 152.50, 162.50 for Tom Fernelli, and 152.50 for Chip Patterson. So remember, it's all for charity. It's all for a good cause. And 10 minutes with any one of us in a private Zoom call, we could answer your questions. We could talk about uh, the other hosts. Who knows? Open up bottles of bourbon. Uh, it is not a limitless set of possibilities, but we're certainly willing to get creative with this. Again, cbssports.com slash eBay to donate to St. Jude as Fantasy Football Today Draft Prepping for Char- Charity Month continues. Okay. Um, Danny, why don't, uh, why don't you take us somewhere? All right. I don't know if any of you guys will fight with me, but I know one of our colleagues would fight with me on this one because he's a diehard. Louisiana, nine and a half. Give me the under. I know our boy Emery Hunt would not be thrilled with this one. He would be hating this pick. I don't think they catch Texas by surprise. I think Texas is in a much wins, uh, must win situation. I, I think there's. I don't. I do not envision another back to back start of the season upsetting a Big Twelve school. So that's one loss. Liberty, I think. I trust Malik Willis. The game is at Liberty. I think Liberty is going to be a team that we'll be talking about more this season in Louisiana. And in a very competitive Sun Belt with games on the road against Georgia Southern, games on the road against Arkansas State, not to mention home games. I just at apps uh App State they play at home, but I think that's a game that could be tricky for them. I just think you've got two automatic losses, and I think there's another slip up against a very competitive league with a lot of talent. And Levi Lewis is good. We talked a little bit about the picks pod. Um, I just don't know if I trust him to get to 10 wins again back-to-back years. Uh, the games I watched last year, it just left me wondering if they were a little bit too one-dimensional with Levi Lewis. And this is where Emory and his rebuttal would have – because Emory has, like, uh, personnel – down right yeah yeah this this is where emory would come flying with the scouting report the top rope of everybody of everyone on louisiana's roster that you failed to mention during that yes. breakdown and uh and and he would certainly be upset as you said no no play from me uh on louisiana i agree with the side I just, I, i'm not i'm not betting it i already have a, quite a few bets as you guys saw <laughs> i'm on the over but i'm not locking it up so not a lock fight but yeah. i'm not rooting for you here 
Um, how about, uh, I mentioned that I've been sliding a lot of pieces around in the Big Ten. I've given uh, one over in the Big Ten West. I've been given an under in the Big Ten West and over in the Big Ten East. And especially with late developments, I'll be taking the under six and a half with the Northwestern Wildcats because I do not think that this, with your uh, leading rusher being out, with an offensive lineman being knocked uh, knocked around a little bit, and uh, Hunter Johnson beating out Halinski uh, at the quarterback position, no matter how much Pat Fitzgerald culture and DNA you can have in defense. I just don't think that this is going to be a team that is going to be able to win games uh, 24 to 20 this year because I'm not sure about getting the 24. So I will be going under six and a half with Northwestern. Lock agreement. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. Tom, do it. Do oh, it. Come I, on. We, we need a lock fight. I can't do it because, like, <laughs> he's watched Zelensky play. <laughs> My over was before, you know, all the injuries took place. And it's like, oh, man, now I, I just don't feel nearly as. I, I think they're going to get to seven wins. I'm just not confident enough. To you still think they're going to get to seven wins? Yeah, I think they're going to Northwestern their way to seven wins because <laughs> they're just Northwestern and they Northwestern things up. <laughs> They're going to play a whole bunch of 17 to 14 kind of games, and they're going to force you into a mistake. And I think there are a lot of teams in the Big Ten on their schedule in which they're capable of doing that against. I don't think they'll be able to compete with Wisconsin or maybe even Iowa and obviously the top teams in the East. But I think everybody else on that schedule, they can muck it up with just fine. They're happy being in a rock fight. There is a member, I'll, I'll just say a member of our college football team who on Saturdays in our Slack room has a tendency to try to declare games being over like way too early. And, and you know what? Woken is on you guys' college. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that is what I will be doing with Northwestern when an opponent hits 21. That's right. Like an opponent hits 21 over. I, I'm sorry. Like that's, those are the rules. Uh, that's, that's it for uh, the Wildcats on this Saturday. Uh, all right, I've I've got a, a good portion of mine out there. I think I've just I'll got go. two left. I'll go. Uh, before I go, though, I want to, if you're watching on YouTube, I want to send a shout-out to Homefield. Thank you for the sweet Utah hoodie. Oh, nice. um, I am going to go. I'm staying in the Pac-12. Sorry, Utah. I'm wearing I'm wearing a Utah hoodie, but I'm going against you kind of here. I'm, I'm kind of calling my shot on this team because I do think that this is the year where they kind of take that step, not to the national title contender, but I think not just winning the Pac-12, but being a legitimate college football playoff contender is the number four seed possibility. I'm taking Oregon over nine. I think that this is a very talented team on both sides of the ball. I think Mario Cristobal's recruiting has kind of helped separate the Ducks from most of the other conference, particularly their division in the North. And I think that if we get good quarterback play, there's a very high ceiling for this Ducks team. So I'm going Oregon over nine. Give it to me, too. I'll lock that up. There we go. I thought one of the most exciting things I read this past weekend, didn't even see like the scrimmage, but to say that Ty Thompson shined in the game and he was the quarterback that stood out the most – gives me hope that he might step in for Anthony Brown and take it to the next level. 
I was a little bit worried about it, though. I actually talked to Ryan Leaf, and he's out talking to all these teams, and he was in Seattle talking to Washington. He was extremely bullish on Washington. I am not quite as much. I think Oregon's schedule sets up nicely. I think they're ready to take a next step, too. And it, part of me is hoping this happens, and Oregon is that team from the Pac-12 that represents that conference in the playoff for the first time in a long time. Um, but I also think the the way he's been recruiting, the depth, they got one of the best defensive players in the country in Thibodeau. I uh, I like the Ducks too. No no play uh from me. I'm I'm on Utah as my pick to win the Pac twelve, but some of that's again like a call my shot. So I'm not gonna I'm not I understand what I'm doing when I'm making that pick and win totals is a, is a little bit more of a tricky proposition. So no play from me on that one. I got a follow-up. You want to go, you want to go in a different direction here? Because, Chip, you made me think of this, and I had this one jotted down. This kind of what put me over it. So when you said with the latest developments and you went Northwestern, I thought you were going to go Nebraska. Mm. Uh, Nebraska's at six and a half. They're a team that I might have taken the under before this happened anyway. I'm going to take the under here because of all the uncertainty around the program. I, we, I, I'm not Adrian Martinez. I don't know if he's going to be the answer, and he's the only option they really have. They could, and I, we talked about Illinois. We all kind of like that over on that one. They play them. I think they'll win that game. I think they could start off three and zero, but then I think they get a real uh, dose of reality against Oklahoma on the road. Then how do they respond after that uh, against Michigan State? You could almost see one of those they beat you twice type of games. If Oklahoma gets them pretty good, they could kind of feel a little bit of that confidence shook. Uh, I think this is a six and six team, but I don't see them as a seven and five team. So I'm going to take the under six and a half for Nebraska. And this is a really good example, by the way. Like, have we had any lock fights yet on this show? Mm-mm. No. This is a good we example. Have a lot of, more in the regular season. Just so if anybody is catching on. <laughs> well, here's the, the the lesson. Here is get your number. Yep. <laughs> right. Because there's enough variance across the books in the preseason where, I mean, sometimes some of these things have like a full win of variance, not often, but usually it's like a half plus some juice, like get your number. I mean, it, oftentimes I'm not going to disagree strongly enough to go against a preferable number. You know what I mean? We had a lot more disagreement when we were using the one set. This is kind of like, let's find what we really like and bet it show. And I, I think that, I think that's kind of instructive. And we are still, even though there is some agreement, there's, there's ones that have no disagreement, and so we we are providing a plethora of win total options. I mean, you can almost fill out a Bud Elliott sized card just only following on the different picks that we've heard <laughs> so far uh, on the win totals locks. Hashtag shop around. Hashtag shop around. Um, all right, I'm looking at uh Tom. Uh, okay, let's see. You know, I don't have a single pick yet in which somebody doesn't agree with me. Is really? There a, yeah. Is there a lone wolf out there for me that maybe I can be by myself? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going back to the same route. This is this is for old time's sake. Chip, you can agree with me if you want, but I'm going Bowling Green under one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is just this is this is a cover three staple for the win total locks. Just hating on Bowling Green. <laughs> Are you doing it, bud? No, I've thought about this, and my problem is, who's the kid for Akron? Who's like their best playmaker? Who's got the gun charges right now? Like if he Uh-oh. doesn't play, 
I think Bowling Green's going to beat them. And so then that's going to go over. So, like, I can't – They this is a, this is a two-game season. They are not winning any of these other games unless they get a forfeit, right? Uh, you know, so Murray State, they should beat at home. They get Akron at home. We don't know if Akron's kid's going to play. I can't believe I forgot his name. I'm going to pass. Tom, you're lone wolf in this thing. Yeah, this, this isn't so much math as just duty. Right. Did they fire Brent, uh, Van Gorder? Yes. Yes. But that it's, might be worth like a full win right there. But it is still Scott Leffler. It is. <laughs> so. Still quite a collection we got here. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> Let's lock fight this. Ooh. Fight. Fight. Just have, just have fight. 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 <laughs> We're fighting over Bowling Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It is gun charges against Akron's best player that have swung the pendulum for a decision on whether or not Bowling Green will win more than one game. I, you, you could only get this in college football. Yes, this is a uniquely college football experience. Um. I might yeah, fell felony weapons charges for Tion Dollard. And if you look at like any kind of stats page of Akron, Ken Dollard is like their dude. They don't have anybody else. I might uh I might catch someone to uh jump on board here, but maybe maybe you want to keep your distance. Maybe everything that you saw in year one made you think that this is a group that's gonna continue to exceed expectations. But I think that as the field goals Field goal has been moved a little bit. Goalposts have been moved a little bit. I think it's time to jump on the other side of a Boston College program that I think is probably headed in the right direction under Jeff Halfley. Phil Dracovic's a great quarterback. Zay Flowers is one of the best wide receivers in the entire country. Um, but defensively, they didn't do much for me. I don't know if that has been addressed. You lose a, a really, really good tight end that needs to be replaced. And so as I'm looking at the, all the moving pieces in the ACC Atlantic, like I've got Clemson as my one, I've got NC State as my firm two, and that three through six is, is kind of tough to be able to sort out. And with the Missouri game maybe being the one that can swing me away where I'm, I'm picking Missouri to be able to find a way to go win at Chestnut Hill, I just think that seven and five feels about right. Six and six feels likely, but eight and four, uh, boy, that would that would be one heck of a season for the Eagles. That would be exceeding expectations in a big way for the second year in a row. I just don't think that uh, that's as likely. So I'll be going. I like Boston College, but with this schedule and sort of the way things went last year, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of value. I'll be going under under seven wins for Boston College. There are seven and a halfs out there, I believe. I will take mm-hmm. a seven and a half. Yeah, there's a seven and a half. All right. Loves. There we go. I needed needed to know that I'm kind of standing out here, sort of floating on this rocky raft. I like that pick, Chip, and I, I did bet that myself. I'm just not going to lock it up because you know since then, FSU's had injury problems in camp. I've already, again, bet the, the under on Wake Forest because they've had some injury problems. I'm already over on NC State. So I feel like I'm, 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 I'm there with you in spirit through my other bets, you know, but like, I don't need all my bets tied together. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not going to bet every single team in the Big 12, although I think you actually probably could and come out ahead because there's so much variance in those numbers. Um. All right. I've got one left. I've got three. I've got more than that. <laughs> all right. You go next. All right. 
So UNC under 10 are still a couple tens out there. I just feel like nine and three is a lot more likely than 10 and two, uh, or especially than 11 and one. Um, got Michigan State over four and a half. Feel even better about that now because of the, uh, um, you know, Northwestern stuff mm-hmm. that they open with. Still a couple seven and a halfs out there with Texas. I feel like that's something that should be bet. Over or under for Texas? Over, excuse me. Um, so those are those are three I'll throw. Any any agreements or disagreements on those? Texas was a very late cut from my card. I do agree. I'm kind of just debating now whether I want to jump on that with you. I'm I would take the other side of North Carolina and fight it, but I would take nine and a half, and I don't want it to be different. But you well, can no, take around. take uh, take over nine and a half. I'll Maybe I'll push and, and you'll win. Yeah, yeah, I think Sam Howell. I one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country. I think the best thing that happened in North Carolina last year was losing to Florida State. Their top five. He's been able to all this praise they've been getting. He's been able to remind them. You know what happens when you guys get a little loose? Think feel feel good about yourself. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- I'm gonna fade you on that one. I'll go over nine and a half for the Tar Heels. Fight, fight, fight. I like it. I feel like that one could be decided on Friday night in Blacksburg. Good. Yeah. Like losable game. North Carolina should win. And if they do, then they're more on the path. If they give it up, then all of a sudden the under looks a whole lot better. It's only four and a half, too. I think the line. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was like six or six and a half. And I feel like some people just did a Lane Stadium opener, Justin Fuente back against the wall principle. No, nah, nap that up. But let me know if you're able to find a six and a half on this one. I wasn't, but I'm still going to lock it up where it is. I'm taking the under six on Mississippi State. Uh, let me see here. I just don't think they're going both. No, I I cannot find an under six on that. Damn. All right. Thanks. Or excuse me, under six and a half, rather. A yeah. L- lot of under sixes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Any specific? Uh, we, I mean, we just did, talked about him. If you don't want to double back I on just, some, I, I think defensively there's going to be a setback there. I think offensively, like we talked about, I just, I don't think that they have the level of talent that they're going to need to consistent to win consistently in the SEC. And as we mentioned on the pod with the SEC West win totals, I think we underestimate or underappreciate the job that Dan Mullen did with that program, being able to quote unquote win with less. And as Bud also talked about in that show, a big part of Mike Leach's offense is finding that one mismatch and the one guy that you can really take advantage of and then just repeatedly taking advantage of that person. There aren't a lot of those guys on SEC defenses. The duck, as I remember. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that's a popular term right there, but I just, I love the, uh, I love the idea that it's like, I'm sorry, in in the Big 12, you're going to be able to find a, a fourth or fifth defensive back that can't run. In the Pac-12 even, you can find a fourth or fifth defensive back that can't run. But guess what? In the SEC, the fourth or fifth defensive back might be a freshman or a sophomore, but he's a freshman or sophomore that's going to be working his way to being one of the top cornerbacks by the time he gets out of, uh, and maybe an NFL draft pick by the time he gets out of college. So it's a very different piece of the calculus that I liked in y'all's analysis there. Also, Tom uh, definitely wants to stipulate that he wants uh, forfeits to count in oh, that Mississippi bet. State. Oh, God, yeah, yes. Because I'm pretty sure if Mississippi State had hit the back threshold, they would not be letting Lane Kiffin out there You know, be the only guy talking about how his team is over it. What if the Egg Bowl gets forfeited? And Lane oh. Kiffin just – what if Lane Kiffin just goes out there and holds like a, a blue-red scrimmage 
for the egg bowl because Mississippi State can't play. What if he just gets out there with syringes and is like, just like shoot them off? Uh, all right. Okay. I got, I'll go ahead and unload this last one. For you, my man, Vanderbilt over three. Lock it up. Last one. Lock the- it up. Yes. Lock <laughs> it up. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. Yes. <laughs> the, world the world is about to feel something that they never felt before. To infinity and beyond. Let y'all know. I mean, do we really even need to explain it? No. Love it. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I'm all, I'm all tapped out. No Big Twelve picks, and uh, no Big Twelve picks. No Big Twelve is. Bu- oh man, Chip I got a couple more Big Twelves. <laughs> I've got how many? Let's see. I've got two left. And they're both I've got SEC. six left. <laughs> or I'm sorry, I got one left because we just took sorry. one of them. All right, so start reeling them off then. All right, so I just went through all the ones I gave out that you can still like still get, and there's a couple that have moved in my favor. So I'm not going to be the dude who gives out stuff that I bet in May that you can't get anymore. Um, Arizona State, still a couple nines hanging out. Under for me on Arizona State, under nine. Uh, Northern Illinois, under four. Again, I think that's probably a two-win team. Arkansas, this one I feel kind of cheap about because there's only one book that has this, so I'm not going to put this in the locks. I feel like it's kind of cheating. Arkansas, there is an under six out there. It's at a major book, but it's an offshore. I'm just going to go ahead and not do that because I think the juice is probably a little bit unfair for the spirit of the rules. But if you are somebody who plays there, Check your book. Arkansas under six, I think, is a, you know, unload uh, if you can get decent juice on it. Northwest, we already went Northwestern under six and a half. Texas Tech over four and a half. I think this team's going to have a shot to go bowling. Louisiana Monroe under one and a half. I think they go winless. I think Jackson State beats them with with Dion, uh, and I already had Vandy over three. So that's that's what I got there. So what was the last one before Vandy? Uh, Louisiana Monroe. Okay. Under one and a half. Yeah, I love it. All right, and, my last pick. Uh, Terry oh, Tommy, forgot the Texas Tech Rodriguez. Oh. All those years of experience in that ULM coaching staff. Mm. Who? But you've got 17 in the dock. <laughs> my, my final one for, for the last I'll show you my up. sheet later. <laughs> my, 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 my full bet sheet. I'm going, I'm going with the alpha nerd. I'm taking Mizzou over seven. I like it. I just think that. There's a vacuum behind Georgia and Florida in the SEC East, and I think Mizzou is very well poised to fill it. I spoke with somebody yesterday, by the way, who feels that like Kentucky is going to be pretty damn good and that the passing game there is going well. So for those of you guys who liked Kentucky on the SEC East pod to start the week, and I, I was more skeptical on that, um, he kind of changed my mind somewhat. Okay. Like I'm not in a rush to bet them over, but uh, – he thought that the passing game looked pretty damn good. Something to keep in mind as we approach week one yep. and, and really get this thing underway. All right, so that that's it. Everything's out. We ready to review? Okay. For the uh, for the listeners that want to know the, the most agreement, so v- NC State over six and Vanderbilt over three, lock infinity. We have lock unity on Illinois over three and a half. We have Lock Unity on Auburn under seven and a half. Lock agreements include BYU under six and a half, Miami under nine and a half, Kansas State over five and a half, 
Kansas under one and a half, Oregon over nine, Iowa State under nine and a half. Uh, the ones that have not been mentioned, Tom, is also on Mississippi State under six, Mizzou over seven. Uh, he's got a lock fight with Bowling Green on with Bud taking over <laughs> one and a half uh, and <laughs> Tom on under one and a half. Uh, Roland Chip, Roland Solo Dolo on Ohio State over 11, Florida over nine. Iowa under eight and a half. North, I am lock agreement. Excuse me. Northwestern under six and a half. Bud's also on that one. And then Boston College under seven and a half. Danny has got Michigan over seven and a half. Alabama under 11 and a half. Louisiana under nine and a half. Nebraska under six and a half. Bud has, uh, in addition to the aforementioned picks. Oh, and there's a lock fight between Danny and Bud on North Carolina. Danny locking in at nine and a half. Bud locking in at 10. And then Bud is solo on Michigan State over four and a half. Texas over seven and a half, Arizona State under nine, Northern Illinois under four, ULM under one and a half, and Texas Tech over four and a half. Feels good, gentlemen. It really, (laughs) really feels good. Uh, When we gather this time next week, it we'll have a slimmer slate. I I will say that might be a might be a, a more brisk show as we offer our week zero locks, but. We've got college football, so we will have locks for you uh, here on the Cover 3 podcast, and we'll continue to have them every single week for the rest of the regular season and on through the bowl season. Bud, how'd it feel? You, you, you like it? Yeah, you're in midseason form. Hit the ground run. I, I'm, I'm locked and loaded, man. Let's let's go. <laughs> awesome. Just jumping in first locks pie. 17. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at BudElliot3. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow him at Tom Fernell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.